Good morning, people of faith and online guests from all over. This is Pastor Chris Fairbairn from St. Paul Lutheran. Welcome to our online worship for Sunday, March 29th, 2020, which is the fifth Sunday in Lent. We are certainly living in interesting times, and this is new for us as our second Sunday that we've shared together online. Uh, it's good that we are gathering, that we hear each other, that we grow in God's Word, and today is one of my favorite gospel readings of Jesus, always predicting, foreshadowing, giving us a glimpse of the good that is to come if we but trust and wait. As he raises Lazarus from the grave, he acts very differently in this particular miracle because he waited to deliver that presence and that resurrection. Sometimes we have to wait upon the Lord, trust, obey, follow, endure, but always trust because we have his powerful words to welcome us in those moments of trial. Remember how Isaiah said it, chapter 41, verse 10, God speaking to you, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Each week, we always encourage you to log on, start the audio portion of the worship, and then go to the bulletin for that day and follow along as we gather together. We begin. The peace of the Lord be with you. Now we sing our opening hymn, Come Thou Font of Every Blessing. From thy fount of every blessing to my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never cease. Souls of loudest praise, but a hope of endless glory fills my heart with joy. Teach me ever to adore thee, may I still thy goodness prove. Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, 
we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I invite you to bow your heads now as we confess that to the Lord. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins and mine, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. The Lord have mercy. For the peace from above, and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. The Lord have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord and giver of life, you call your people from death and despair to faith and faithfulness. In Christ, we are assured of resurrection and life. So enlighten our hearts that we may have a right understanding in all things and may rejoice in the power and blessing of your word among us. This we ask through Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, who with you and the Father are one God, world without end. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament reading is from Ezekiel chapter 37. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath and enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to them, to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says, Come, breath, from the four winds and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he had commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. 
Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live, and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle reading is from Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin he condemns sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit, of life, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel comes from John chapter 11. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, Let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, There are twelve hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But at night there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sakes I am glad I wasn't there, for now you'll, you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to the fellow disciples, Let's go too and die with Jesus. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. 
Yes, Martha said. He will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, See how much he loved him. But some said, This man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes. His face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Now join me in the, the confession of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Good morning, church. And welcome to the weekend of March 29th, 2020. Although we're not meeting together in person, let me make this clear. The church marches on. And because of Christ, our hope will not disappoint us. Let us pray. 
Lord Jesus, may we find refuge in your words and godly instruction for our lives today. Amen. As we look at this Gospel of John, we find that there is so much going on in the unfolding of the cross and resurrection. And as a pastor, we can't get it all covered in under 40 minutes. But you know me, I will try. First, by asking you, like Mary did when Jesus was born, to ponder these words in your hearts over the next few weeks. When we read, When Jesus heard about Lazarus, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out! And the dead man came out. God's words for your hearts today and always. It's so exciting to hear Jesus say these words to not only Lazarus, but to know they are true for us. We understand as people of faith that God's ways are not our ways. We spend a great deal of time reminding ourselves of this truth, yet at the same time, attempting to figure out what God's ways really are. We're just kind of silly that way. In the gospel reading today, we see this question addressed. Rather than frustration, like we often approach the issue, the writer of John underscores a message of purpose and hope. In that strange mix of love and illness, we see how Jesus approaches this family. After a confrontation with the religious leaders of the Jewish people, as he often runs into, Jesus and his disciples, they leave Jerusalem for a while and they leave the cross uh, ministry to go to the other side of the Jordan River. They are safe, at least for a while, before getting back into their calling. And for now, they're out of the reach of the authorities. While on the other side of the Jordan, Jesus receives the message that Lazarus is ill. Jesus hears the message and does something strange. He doesn't do anything. He purposely delays going to help. Pause on that for just a moment. He delays going to offer himself in a helpful way. The writer of the Gospel of John takes great pains to underscore that Jesus loved Lazarus. In verse 5, John wrote, Though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, stayed two more days. Have you ever felt like God has stayed away from you more than just two days? Throughout the ages, Christians have had to wrestle with the fact that God often doesn't intervene in our lives at the time and in the way we want God to act. The people of God have faced ridicule, persecution, and torture, just like we see today. God's children have prayed for healing in the face of illnesses and death, just like we see today in our struggles against the coronavirus. Often, their prayers have seemingly been unanswered. God feels so silent in moments like that. In times of waiting, we often question God's power or his presence and knowledge of our personal situation. We have wondered if God truly does love us, emphasizing Jesus' love for Lazarus and his sisters. John wants us to set aside those doubts and to affirm that God's love is moving even if in ways we do not understand. Martha affirms her faith in that truth of the resurrection 
when Jesus states that he is the resurrection and the life, you hear Martha say, yes, Lord, I believe you are the Messiah. As Christians, we always proclaim the presence of Christ in our deepest woes. We cry out and we know he listens. We walk through the valley and we know he walks with us. Both Martha and Mary accused Jesus of not coming soon enough. We can only begin to imagine what that must have felt like. Well, they tell us, if you would have been here, Lazarus would not have died. Mary says it and weeps. Jesus was greatly disturbed in spirit, and he too was deeply moved by this this series of events. Jesus was not some distant bystander to what was occurring. Jesus was emotionally involved, and we hear those strong words that Jesus wept. Our Savior wept over the sadness in the hearts of this family and in Lazarus' death. So we not only have a God who loves us, we also have a God who sheds tears with us and who feels our pain. Sometimes it is more comforting being embraced by a friend who cries with us rather than having that same friend run around trying to fix everything. Jesus will always be the with us God. He is Emmanuel and his love and his grace, they never abandon us. So after grieving with Mary and Martha, Jesus goes to the tomb. He has the stone rolled away and calls for Lazarus to come out. I love those words, come out. The situation seemed hopeless. Lazarus was already starting to decay. Yet out of death, Jesus brought life. That's what he always does. The hopeless situation that we face, whatever it is, cannot be any more hopeless than death itself. We wait confidently on the Lord, knowing that God specializes in accomplishing the impossible, like breathing new life into the dust of Adam and commanding restored life into the decaying body of Lazarus. Even in our momentary troubles, even when we face things like the coronavirus, We know the season of bad and sad will pass. Like the early Christians, we take comfort and hope from the story of Jesus and Lazarus, and we ponder the words, and the dead man came out. His momentary season of death passed, and he came to life because of Christ's love for him. So as we rewind for one final look, at the plot leading to Christ's crucifixion for our sins, we see this was all just foreshadowing, a preview of something bigger meant personally for us yet to come. Fast forward, resurrection coming on the heels of the suffering and death of our Savior. Death being swallowed up by life and his victory over the grave. And it would seem there's much more of this story left to tell. So stay tuned because we know God has so much more for us. To God be the glory. Be not afraid and be not ashamed of the gospel, for each of you are the light of the world. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Amen.
the church. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. O God, you are merciful and gracious. The world and all it contains belongs to you. Grant that the sufferings of this present time cause many to turn to you or to not lose sight of the life that we have in and through your resurrected Son, Jesus. Help us to trust in your mercy as we wait for relief from our present sufferings and as we wait for you to fulfill all your promises to us as your people. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our prayer. O oh God, you are merciful and gracious. As we face the multiple challenges of this coronavirus, provide wisdom to our country and state leaders to establish the means to treat the ill and protect the general population. Guide all people to heed the orders of the authorities and strengthen and protect our frontline health care workers as they tend to the infected. For families who are experiencing great uncertainty and anxiety through loss of jobs or income, grant that some form of relief be provided through caring neighbors or other family and guide them to turn to your word and promise by casting all their anxieties and fears upon their Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our prayer. O oh God, you are merciful and gracious. Together we join with all people everywhere who are crying out in pain of body, mind, and spirit. Today, we especially hold before you Ralph Schneider and Paul Crenshaw, who are in hospice, and we hold before you Dottie Schneider and Nancy Berg, who are facing difficult restrictions of visitation of husband and father, respectfully. Keep Ralph and Paul strong in their faith in their, in their final days, 
and pour out your Holy Spirit of comfort upon Dottie and Nancy through words of encouragement from family and friends or through their own personal prayers and devotions. Sustain these and all who suffer afflictions, bringing them healing and wholeness in your good time and ways. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God, you are merciful and gracious. Each day we are reminded how fleeting our lives on this earth may be. But just as Lazarus was restored to life by Jesus, we too will be restored to an everlasting life by the same Jesus through his sacrifice upon a cross. And when that day comes, we will join him in the new heavens and the new earth where no illness prevails and all tears are wiped away. Until that day, Lord, keep us healthy and keep us from all evil and keep our going out and our coming in from this time forth and forevermore. For all these things and whatever else you know that we need, we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now we call upon our Lord to remember us in his kingdom and to continually teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. As we are a people who fear and trust in the steadfast love of God, who sustains us in all trials and uncertainties, we must keep in mind the words of St. Paul to Timothy. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Go with the blessings of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. I can see Lives in us, lives in us, lives in us.
nothing we can do. Yes, we know there are greater things in store. We will not be overtaken. We will not be overcome. The same power that rose Jesus from the grave. The same power that commands the dead to wake lives in Same power that can calm the raging sea lives in the